So we are here live in Montgomery, Alabama. Hubby Xander's enjoying a salad as he does does before matches. That's how he that's how he wins, quite honestly. We take a look at the venue here. We see the great Shane Knowles. Yeah, we got a cheap heat TV exclusive, a little behind the scenes here at the venue. Alabama. Prestige Continental Pro Wrestling here at the STC STD Games. Scott Morgan making his way. Again, Sanders the only one eating a salad. Make what you will of that. I don't know. Yeah, you can't. Montgomery's not classy enough to have gas station sushi like Boonville, Mississippi. <laughs> you see, there's Xbox. If our he's he's got two words for you. I promise. The, the roadside sign says topless barmaids, free beer, and false advertising. Which, you got to admit, that's pretty, pretty clever. We'll be back with more updates here live from Montgomery, Alabama at the Prestige debut show at STD Games, or whatever it's called. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Cheap Heat TV. I am Scott E. Morgan, and uh, thanks for joining us here tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and go right into my intros, which is pretty much all I'm good for now. But uh, bringing up first, uh, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson. Come on, man. There, I, hey, I, okay, I, what's I, happening here? Yeah. All right. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Uh, Smokey's a little off his game, though. I get it. It's fine, man. We're all a little tired. Smokey, Smokey <laughs> hung out with Xanders earlier, <laughs> if that tells you anything. Uh, Smokey's been smoking. Oh, kayfabe. Um, and, of course, uh, let's bring up uh, our other counterpart, uh, the Prince of Pep, Upbeat Xanders. God damn it, Smokey. I'm sorry. There he is. <laughs> I'm cussing early. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, uh, our Prince of Pep is maybe not the appropriate term for me this evening to go get a podcast, but hey, I'm Pepsi, excited to be here. Pep, Pep, I've got a background, I've got a new background. Say Pep C? Pep no. Pep, oh. no, no, <laughs> definitely not. I'm back in glasses. Uh, Y'all got to see me in rare form because I wore contacts last night, and there's not an enormous glare on my screen, but uh, I'm believably doctorous as always. What's up, guys? I'm just, I was looking at the screen and I see you're taking roll call and I see Scott E. Morgan. I see Upbeat Xanders. I see myself. I know Smokey's on the boards. There's some, there's something missing. Again. I can't put my finger on. Um, it's why I'm, it's why I can't be peppy right now. Because I want, I want to spray. Are, are we, are we back to being a trio now? Is that what's happening? Or have, 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 did somebody turn in their notice and I didn't see it or was it? Smokey might not be sending out emails correctly again. It might be a company to Gmail problem. I don't know. It's it's I'm uh, frustrated. <laughs> well, I mean, so not to spoil everything, but uh, so tonight's podcast we've been promoting all week <laughs> was about a super secret kayfabe wrestling show that happened last night. And if you just saw the intro, you've seen that it happened in Montgomery, Alabama. It happened in great intro, by the way. That was a that was very entertaining. I was gonna go like behind the curtains before we get too deep into the show because I mean I know we're kind of well we're killing uh, time anyways. We're killing time anyways. So I just went around and of course I didn't have the camera crew with me. We're trying to get a camera crew, guys. We're gonna be able to go around and get a little bit more interviews and stuff. But I went around and just asked how many people who knew Mako more than 
six months how much they detest like detest detest his uh punctuality and inability to be prompt or answer people correctly and um it seems to be a consensus seems to be a consensus or it's, uh, it's a real issue in his life apparently <laughs> or directions or directions because he sent us in portal dawson all over montgomery and dawson does not need to be in montgomery Steve Fleasing says Xander's look like he has to teach science during the day. <laughs> that map, that map is definitely adding to uh, the it's whole a good science geography teacher vibe live, you got going on. We live somewhere within here. <laughs> uh, before we went on the air, uh, when you stepped away to get your glasses or whatever it was, I told uh, Scott, I'm like, how, what's, how ironic is it a guy that don't want to travel 30 miles from his freaking house has got a map of the world on his damn wall back there? That boy traveled. Never that, see. That, that boy traveled all over the place. I, I went to California, man. Lay off of yeah, it. not for wrestling. I mean, as long as there ain't a wrestling ring involved, you'll go all over the world. But you ask Xander to leave his house for wrestling, he gets all grumpy. I like, did a dark match oh, last man. night. I did a dark I mean, match last I was, night. I wanted Mako to be here and talk about the this sheer elation he had as a promoter of his very first event yesterday to not get that dreaded call from Sanders on Saturday morning. I'm like, hey, man, I don't think I'm going to make it. And if I'm not going to make it, then Scott's not going to make it. And Gene ain't driving through Birmingham, so then Gene's not going to make it. So none of us is going to be there today. But, I mean, you kind of had to figure that, right? See you, buddy. Um, so I figured he was pretty excited when we pulled up yesterday. But now he has no showed us. So, I mean, at the And next, we were early. We were early, too. Yeah. Despite you, so despite having the wrong address and going to a different part of uh, Montgomery, and it taking me eight minutes to find a shirt, but that's a whole other story. So, three of the baddest dudes in the business. Well, bless your heart, Mark Bryson. That's that's a nice thing to say. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it can't be afforded. But so yeah, so uh, I I don't think we can stretch this a whole lot longer because much like last week, we may not see Mako tonight. <laughs> um, so last night was the debut show of Prestige Continental Pro Wrestling, uh, put on by Shane Mako, um, in Montgomery. He set the whole thing up. It was his show. Uh, everything about it was his show. And uh, we were just there as uh, participants, if you will. And so we, the plan for tonight's show was to talk about how the show came together, why the show was kept a secret, um, you know, what was it like putting on his first show, what was, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the unexpected. Um, it's kind of hard to do that when he's not here. I mean, we can talk about it from our point of view, but it wasn't our show. And he probably... We probably don't want us to do that, but it's fixing to happen here in a minute because you know we got an hour to kill and we don't have any other topics on on board. No, we're good, man. But uh, so the locker room was nice. Do you want to talk about the locker room? Mike is not here, so when he shows up, we'll uh, we'll tag him in if if he shows Maybe. up. But so all we knew was that uh, Mako had lined up this show. And that it was at a gaming bar. Is that what you was that what you would call that? I mean, it was a bar yeah. where they do gaming, which yeah. I didn't. That was a thing, but it is. Uh, so let's so let's take ST, this. STG STG yeah. So STGTS Games. We'll get it eventually. GTS South Games. Not even the title. What are we? Okay. So anyway, GT South. We finally find this place. This is the first thing you see when you pull in. This sign. <laughs> Topless barmaids, free beer, false advertising. Which I mean that popped me. That's pretty that's pretty it's pretty darn amusing, you, you have to admit. Clever. Clever. Super and, clever. Uh, Unfortunately, the address that comes from Google do not take the address that goes with Google. No, it will, it will <laughs> not take you in, there. It'll take you to a bowling alley, which seemed pretty nice. There was a Chick Fil A right up the road. Was that but, a, was that like a Hispanic bowling alley? Because it was called no. Bolero, and I saw. I was like, "Is this is this like?" I don't. I don't know. I didn't. We didn't get to go into bowling. bowling. I wish we would next time. I'm all. I'm all for it going bowling. Yeah, I mean, we'll challenge Takuri to a bowl off, and uh, and they can chant, "This is bowling." But anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, Prestige Continental. Finally comes to life at GT South. Again, a gaming bar. 
of some description. It was there was people there, man. It was packed out. So it, we pull up, um, and you see what 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 you just saw on that video in the opening is what we saw is Shane Knowles starting to put together a wrestling ring in this random grassy area over behind this bar and a bunch of chairs inside a fenced in area that was quite a ways away from where the ring was being set up. And there's vines and grass and shit in the fence that you got to see through. And uh, so we started eating our Chick-fil-A cause we're all hungry and we shoot that little video that you just saw. And uh, the first thing I notice is this event's going to be taking place starting up around seven ish. And uh, there's one light on a a post about 40 feet away from the ring or more. And I'm like, is that all the light we got back here, Mako? And Mako takes a quick look around and goes, yeah, man, I think so. And I knew he had a guy there that was shooting it. Two cameras. He had a he had a uh, um, uh, a uh, hard camera, and then he had and he was roaming around with another camera. And he had, uh, to his credit, um, a uh, set of microphones that were attached to me and the other commentator, which was very nice. You know, usually when certain other friends of ours set up commentary it's just a, recorder <laughs> it's just a-, and a table sitting between you and you just got to kind of yell into it like fucking idiots yeah y'all did commentary y'all got to do commentary for the entire show so y'all got to y'all really got to go hard deep into that stuff didn't you we will, uh, i don't know how much deep we want to get into because my understanding it was a little bit blue uh to say the least uh but i mean that's <laughs> what his his comedy buddy uh yeah. You know, went forward in the paint Bobby. right out of the gate, and I'm like, well, you know, far be it for me to try to be the clean one. You've hung uh, out with Waddy a few times, and it's kind of made you a little blue around the edges sometimes. Now, yeah, because I, I never was previously. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, we kind of blow off the whole lighting issue, and uh, the ring gets set up. And come to find out, we would would find out later that the the fenced in the chairs being in the fenced in area was by design because people who brought drinks from the bar could not have them outside that fenced in area. We know this because at one point Xander's nearly walked out of the fenced in area with a drink in his hand. I don't know if there was any alcohol in it or not. Dr. Pepper. But a guy who strongly resembled <laughs> X Pac, who we gave a different nickname to, we won't say it here. Meth Pop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Normally, I would be getting mean mug for being the one to say it, and it's Xander saying it, but that's cool. Uh, but yeah, Methpock threatened to give him the Bronco Word Buster Word if, he, left, Word 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 if he went outside the old fenced in area. But uh, anyway, all the workers made it who were still booked, including um, one in particular who was a recent. Uh, guest on the show, we won't mention by name for reasons we can't say. Super <laughs> I appreciate but, it. If, if he listens to this, I love him, but he was yes. he's, he's my friend. Great job. He's, Thanks for coming. Yeah, he's um, going to be on the show we'll again. Talk about, we'll talk about why your secret is safe here in a few minutes. But, <laughs> so, so everybody gets there and the matches, you know, they, they make out the card and uh, so there's a guy, I guess, who worked for the bar who was the ring announcer. And like I say, me and this other guy who's a, a comedian were doing the commentary. And they were just like, hey, we're going to clip this shit to your shirt. You can sit anywhere you want. Cool. Okay. Oh, I like that. You know, so uh, we go around there. The show's supposed to start at 7. Now it's like 7.30-ish. And uh, we go out there, and it's dark. I mean, that one light ain't even coming close to reaching that ring it's it's, it's lighting one, up it's lighting up that one corner of the grass over there not really the ring so mako's like what are, what are we gonna do and i'm like man the only thing i can think of is get some people to pull their vehicles around here and put their headlights on the ring i mean that's that's all i can see happening i was like but 
there's going to have to be somebody stay in those cars and turn them on and off every so often because one, it's going to run their battery down. Two, the lights in all the new age cars shut themselves off. You can't just leave fucking lights on like in the olden days. It's not going to happen. He's like, okay, cool. So they spend a few minutes maneuvering all these cars over there. The ring is somewhat lit. I'm like, I, I mean, I told old boy with me doing commentary. I'm like, we're just having fun at this point because this video is not going to be usable. I mean, you're just going to see shadows in the ring moving around. Um, but, you know, we're here. We're getting paid. Let's do it. Um, so they got the lights pointing towards the ring. Uh, get the, the ring announcer comes out. Hey, welcome to the debut show of Prestige Continental Pro Wrestling. Uh, our opening match is Upbeat Xanders versus... Uh, 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 luckily, you really couldn't understand what he said, so yeah. still, still safe. And just as they're making their way to the ring, the headlights on three of the four cars shut themselves off, and there's no one within 100 yards that has keys to the vehicles or knows how to turn them back on. <laughs> so there's one car over here with one set of headlights that are pouring more at the apron of the ring than they are the inside of the ring. So Xanders and his opponent have... Uh, what dark young kids dark would match. call a, a, a banger of a match. Not really. But they had an entertaining match. Uh, the crowd was into it. Here's the thing. There was about, what, what, how many How many would y'all say? I'm horrible at guessing crowds, and I didn't do it. I'd, I'd say 45. At, at that point, maybe maybe 40, because they, they piled in. I mean, it's a bar show. They're going to pile in after right. the but <laughs> So, yes, Mark Bryson picked up. It was definitely literally the darkest dark match that has ever taken place inside a wrestling ring. Um, but they had a heck of a match. They got a good reaction. At some points, uh, Xanders was the baby face. At some points, his opponent was the baby face. At some point, uh, he, they both had a lot of heat. I mean, it was well played. At one point, they made it out to the floor, and uh, – Xanders reversed a whip and threw his opponent into the fence as if it was a steel cage match, which I did not expect to see out of those two. And if you knew who the other opponent was, you would agree. Uh, but anyway, they went in the ring. Xanders pulled out a victory, and I know it's killing his soul right now to not say that he beat the person that he beat. <laughs> I also know of about three people at least who are, gonna, who are going to message me after this show and go, who was it? Perfect pin, by the way. I beat him with a yes, perfect Yes, well Whatever executed pin. Where, uh, dude, no, unfortunately, I'm, I will say I'm a little out of shape. I want to apologize <laughs> to my opponent because I don't think I've ever been that winded, and I'm really fortunate that the cameras weren't working because I was sucking oxygen by the time I like finally rolled out of because I had to bridge. When you got a bridge, that's that last gasp after doing a drop kick, and I gasped on that one, and I got out, and I was like, you can't hold my hands up. I got to get to a seat. I, I, was, I was rough. It was rough on that one. Yeah, it, it, it was luckily those fans were back behind the fence because if they'd have been close to the ring, they would have all suffered oxygen deprivation because Xanders was sucking up all the oxygen <laughs> in the immediate vicinity. But there's no shame in that because they, they put on a heck of a match. Now, before we move to match number two, and this, this comment's relevant because match number two featured this gentleman, Steve says, I would let Scott Morgan lay with my sister if I had a sister. <laughs> Steve Pleasing Which said he was fun. at the show. Steve Pleasing is saying in the chat here that it was the best show he had seen in a long time. I, I thought Steve was there, but a lot of the fans kind of looked like Steve. So, like, and a lot of places I go in Alabama I, looks like Steve. I'm not going to lie. I had my back to the, the crowd, but I yeah. thought I heard Steve on a number of occasions. <laughs> I, heard he, I heard he called makeup a B word. <laughs> yes. Uh, there were three or four comments that we may or may not acknowledge during this but, recap yeah, that very well could have been Steve. <laughs> it very well. <laughs> if it not, they would have been endorsed by Steve if, had he. If been Mako there. can't make it in on the after on the after the break, we might call. Uh, we might try to see if we get Steve on the show to do a little synopsis. That's maybe five yeah. minutes synopsis of the show. Just break so down we'll from an outside yeah. perspective of someone who wasn't on the show what he thought yeah. of the show. Uh, the crowd. Was. So uh, second matchup. Uh, our friend Scott E. Morgan comes out to the ring, uh, and his opponent is one of the uh, what is it? W A four W four A? Yes. A4. Do you know the Scott the A four Scott? Do you know what song he came out to? 
Gene, do you know what song he came out I, with? I was just racking my brain. I was going to acknowledge it, and then I couldn't remember what it was. It was Young Jeezy's I Put On. <laughs> I didn't know what the song was, but as I heard it play, because, okay, that's another fun fact from the Shane Mako debut show. Uh, they just went around with a notebook and told people to pick random shit off Spotify, literally, in those words. About and that's Kid what Rock. About God, yes. Rock. Charles yeah. Anders came out to Cowboy by Kid Rock. I thought Jeff Jarrett was fixing to come strutting out there, and here comes Xander strutting ass out there instead to Cowboy. And, and to be fair, I didn't pick my music. I just said, just do, just pick something uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Scott, I said, I'll come out to silence. Music is Scott Morgan's. Well, look, Mako did a great job at the show, by the yes. way. Unfortunately, he's not there to take his victory lap. So he can Yeah, so it, we're going to shit on him instead. But <laughs> in all, by all means, he did a great job. We had a good time. Not to spoil things, but we did, as you can tell. Or we would be sitting here mad right now. Uh, we wouldn't be laughing about Scott coming out to young Jeezy. Jesus. Uh, so his opponent, again, uh, one of the A4 students, whatever. Scott, what was his name? You know? Uh, his name was what Justin is- the Dome. The Dome. That's pretty much all I got, man. Okay. Uh, so I couldn't make it. So another little fun <laughs> tidbit here. Flashback to the New South shows when me and Smooth Pleasing had to do commentary with no run sheet. And so our... If, if it weren't people we knew, we had to rely on the ring announcer, which most of the time. <laughs> so I asked Mako, I'm like, is there a card so we can know? He goes, well, you know these people. I said, I know Xander's, Scott, and blank. I don't, and you. And kind of Dawson. And kind of Dawson. And Dawson, yeah. I'm like, but a lot of these folks, I have no, I have no freaking clue. So uh, he's like, well, we got a pretty good sound system, just, you know. Just when just listen for the announcer. I'm like, okay, cool. So of course, I mean the people I knew, plain as day. Coming to the ring, Scott Morgan and his opponent. I look at some other guy. Like, what the fuck did he say? He's Describe like, his attire, by the way. He's like chromed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's not. Anyway, uh, moving I had, on. Like, I had flashbacks to an older opponent of mine that also wore the same what of attire, and that's probably why he got his ass. So, wait, hang on. So wait a minute. I didn't know if you were talking about the ring announcer or the wrestler. No, the wrestler. ring announcer. I, oh, I'm not the ring bad. announcer, the wrestler. The wrestler. The wrestler. I was talking okay. about the wrestler. Yeah. 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 Um, do, you, do you want to describe the wrestler? I don't want to know about your ring, the ring announcer. I'm afraid to ask. Well, you, the way you laughed, I wanted. I would rather. I'd rather us talk he about. Was, the he was wearing a shirt that was too short, and his belly was hanging out of his shirt, and nobody, nobody clued him in. So just doll, all night, right? this was up there <laughs> with his belly hanging out from under his shirt. He did a great job. And he did, he if he really was, and job. if he was another friend of ours, he would share that picture all over himself. But maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll, maybe he'll crop it. But maybe uh, not. Okay. Uh, it, was a, it was cropped. Right? I mean, well, I don't know what we were referring to, but anyway. So Smokey, Smokey, <laughs> what's Smokey doing here? He has fingers on the trigger. But anyways, there. my opponent came out wearing a, uh, I believe, is a straight jacket, uh, along with a, an aluminum foil hat. Um, yes. Yeah. Straight jacket wasn't tied. Even though was wearing it like a jacket. In case, was, in case of a, he needed just to have a straight jacket. Yeah, in case he, he just, went crazy. He needed his own, but the, the helmet was um, quite the rest. The rest of his, his, like his tights and everything, looked like it was from the Chris Crunk collection. <laughs> um, so Scott, so are you sore from because he was a big headbutt? Because I mean, like they were chanting yeah. people dome and like <laughs> this kid. Apparently, the only wrestler he's ever studied was the missing link because every bit of offense, defense, anything he did involved a headbutt. Um, but the first thing he did after trying to get and to his credit, I'll say this for those students. Um, they were very good about getting crowd chant starting. They were very aware of getting the crowd involved. And I was impressed by that because usually young guys just getting started are all about the match they've called. They're sometimes not even aware of the, the crowd's there. But he, right out of the gate, dome, 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 and all this. And he put his tinfoil hat on top of Scott Morgan's head. <laughs> they also are very humble. Well, maybe not after putting the tinfoil hat on top of Scott Morgan's head. I was going to make the call that they were humble, 
But then I, I didn't get to see the match because I was with the paramedics getting oxygen. At the and I assumed and, that Scott's opponent was going to be soon to follow to come see the paramedics. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he put that on his head, I'm like, okay, this is good one of two ways. They called that and this will be fine. Or he just did that on his own, and Scott is about to kill this poor kid right here with witnesses and a video, two two video cameras on him at the same time. Um, but um, now, one key element to this match, okay? They get started halfway through this match. Here comes a guy coming out. I thought it was a cross coming out at first. I'm like, what? What are we about to do here? But it was a a large ten to twelve foot light tower and they crank this dude up and holy crap all of a sudden everything is lit on the ring and you suddenly can see this match between scott and the dome just unfortunately dome you're not going to get to see scott's you're not going to get to see scott's entrance with young jeezy yeah you won't get to see that but you will see scott uh, a wicked of... power bomb <laughs> oh my god uh, i didn't get to see this match scott wow why are you hurting people a, a kick a to suplex, the chest a suplex where you wouldn't you just dropped him it wasn't like a safe drop it was just did you not scott tell the audience tell us did you want to take that bomb no. <laughs> okay, that, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> but hey, he's he, no, 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 no. This kid, this kid is new. He's a student in wrestling. He is paying his dues and getting power bombed by Scott Morgan. That's paying dues right there, son. That's that's how you get it done. So, so I don't, don't be crying for this guy. He's do fine. You think, he was do you right. think Scott was trained by Chuck the Truck? I, I, Scott, can you confirm nor deny that you were trained by the great Chuck the Truck out of Mississippi? I can't deny that. Okay. I don't think that. that he was just. I don't think Chuck the Truck has ever trained anyone per se, <laughs> but I do know that uh, Chuck the Truck has been a mentor to him yeah. and has, somebody, an idol, it, like somebody coached influence, him up. An influence of some sort. Yes. Uh, a bad. Influence. Y'all, y'all have an email exchange. I get it. Um, yes. I mean, to be fair, like y'all have to remember the one of the crucial points of this is. Um, I don't wrestle singles. Uh, this is my first singles match, and I don't. I couldn't tell you how long. Besides, like maybe I could, than, but I won't. probably years. probably the second. It's the second. <laughs> I can tell you, I've but had. I won't. Yes, yeah, you have match I've yeah, had. You've had probably one. <laughs> second one this year. Probably second one I've had probably in three years, technically. Uh, so well, it was my know, favorite. I'll tell you that. Um, I will. I'll be honest. Um, I, I I just. I don't do as much as I used to whenever, you know, everybody, everybody looked You're at welcome. me for b- being the small guy and I should be doing all this high flying stuff. I don't leave my feet. Um, I don't Never run. Me. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't do a lot of things. He and, doesn't bump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I mean, people think it. we're joking, but if if people want people who know Chuck the Truck and know who Chuck the Truck is <laughs> for legit, and then watch Scott's singles matches or matches general in general, they'll go like, "Oh, I see the influence." Because if they don't, Chuck the Truck didn't game, bump, he didn't run, yeah. he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he just beat the crap out of some. He just hit kid. people as hard as he could. I will say that uh, to credit to my opponent, uh, my uh, my head is a little sore from all the headbutts that I did I did take from him. Um, I will say the uh, the biggest pain that I have is uh, currently in my knee um, from where I took a spill to the outside of the ring onto um, big ass gravel. Nice. Um, so uh, my knee is a little swollen today. So it's pretty it's large up. gravel surrounding the ring. And I was um, utterly shocked when I seen Scott Morgan go between those ropes and then out to the floor, and then go down to his knee, and I was like, "Ah, crap!" Because he landed right on this big old rock that was out there. Uh, was I will say, place. the only credit I will give to myself for the entire night out of that match was um, I was the only guy at any point that did not get cheered. <laughs> yes, I was booed the entire time from the time I walked out. Uh, they did see, some people were singing the song, but that wasn't to, like to cheer me on. It was just because of the song. <laughs> Scott had bump, no idea bumping. what they were singing either. I said, Not a damn clue. It was bumping. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but no, I got booed the entire match, and I thought I'd be really nice. I helped the kid up after the match, um, yeah. and he kind of, you know, I I ended up kicking him and throwing him out of my ring. 
But I mean, to be fair, <laughs> which made did. me happy because when you're helping him up, I'm like, oh, Scott, let's not do the sportsmanship <laughs> crap. And then you nailed him. I'm like, yes, that's. I mean, to be fair, um, he did put the hat on my head. I mean, that's what I had like a flashback to that. Uh, so I crushed the hat and then I killed him. So, anyways, um, man, it was successful. Not- Is that it? I was about to say, that's all you had with you, what? Um, Gene's comment was I heard Gene say in the crowd, or maybe he told me that that was the only time, that wasn't the only time somebody had been given gonorrhea. Yeah. So you finished him off with your finishing maneuver, maneuver that people may or may not know the name of your finishing movie is what? The gonorrhea. The gonorrhea. The gonorrhea. The gonorrhea so I had to tell the yes to credit properly named by Jimmy Ray. And so, uh, so I said, yeah, Scott Morgan just gave him the gonorrhea, and then I said, and I'm sure that's not the first time someone has been given the gonorrhea back behind this bar right here. And that's, that's the I stand, I that's stand the by that statement. That was on commentary. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. just in the car on the way home. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the commentary you have to look for. So we're going to cover one yeah, more match, and then we're going to go to commercial, just like we went to intermission at the show. So Ooh. the next match was. Uh, Shane Knowles, friend of the show, Shane Knowles, yep. enemy in kayfabe land, uh, Shane Knowles, taking well, on a young man named Cujo, or the Cujo Show, as the ring announcer kept referring to him. <laughs> and so little Cujo came out. He had a green sequin jacket. Um, Those and- also had one, too, though. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting to. That's what I was going to get at. He, he, then Knowles had on a purple sequin jacket. Hell of a tag so, team. <laughs> so this looked like, yeah, this looked like the Battle of Mardi Gras going on right here. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Christmas, but nice. <laughs> and so they uh, they took their sequin jackets off, and they got down to business. And uh, good heel work by Knowles. I always love to watch Shane Knowles be a heel, and this was no exception. Uh, he did a great job. And uh he ended up getting rolled up and pinned by Cujo. And then after the match, he was going to deliver a pile driver on Cujo. And Shane Mako come through the crowd and broke it up, stopped Shane Knowles from executing a pile driver. Uh, and then we proceeded to go on a 20-minute long intermission now we are about to go on a three minute long see how long this feels not 20 minutes but when you feel how long this three minutes feels imagine waiting 20 at the show but again i get it it's a bar show i was gonna gonna say i I mean Knowles. by the way Knowles should have had the opportunity to pile drive that kid is mako not the bad like I get it. Knowles, maybe Knowles is more of a friend of the show than Mako. I'm just throwing that. I'm tossing that out there. I've, I, I ran. I get it, man. Mako, Knowles maybe shouldn't have ran him up because it's his ring or whatever. But, like, I'm kind of I'm kind of pro-nose on this one. But I also apparently have a better conversation and easier time to get with Knowles. So that's neither here nor there. Hey, if I had to set the ring up in the afternoon heat, I would want to pile drop somebody, too. But anyway... <laughs> You can ponder that while we're in a commercial break. We'll oh, I'm sorry, Scott. Right back. Are you looking to have a good time? Well, head on down to Happy Hour Comedy Club and Restaurant in Aniston, Alabama. Shoot you some pool, play you some darts, or head on over to the bar and get you a cold beer or one of them fancy cocktail drinks. They got all that. You hungry? Get you one of the best pizzas in Aniston or anything else off the menu. They got burgers, tacos, chicken wings, anything you want. Every Thursday night, they got open mic comedy and karaoke, and then live comedy every Friday and Saturday night with some of the top comedians from across the United States. Go to happyhourcomedyclub.com for more information and tell them why did Jenkins sent you. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. You like barbecue? Well, of course you do, unless you're some kind of weirdo or wasn't raised right. So if you want to get some of the best barbecue around, check out P3 Barbecue. Our buddy David Estes does it up right. He'll be glad to cater to your next event or just send you some of his award-winning sauce right there to your own doorstep. Go over and check them out on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash P3 Barbecue or give old David a call at 901 679 
3452 and tell them Whitey Jenkins sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get ready to get inspired. It's Xander's Inspirational Podcast, the brand new podcast with upbeat Xander's as he has one-on-one podcast sessions that both inspire and inform. Check it out as Xander's has a one-on-one interview with some of your favorite people in and out of the professional wrestling business. Give it a listen on GPTVLive.com. It's the Old School Dives Pro Wrestling Podcast with Shane Knowles and Gene Jackson. Every episode, they will take a deep dive into old school professional wrestling. Pro wrestlers, events, all sorts of great topics will be covered every two weeks right here on Old School Dives. You can find it at CheapHeatTVLive.com and at YouTube.com slash Cheap Heat TV. It's old school dives with Shane Knowles and Gene Jackson. supposed to get to that last week and we didn't so i can tell we were going off the rails so uh we want to go right into that video because we had some requests for it so yeah, uh scott what it. comes to mind when you see that video karma <laughs> well that was <laughs> i was gonna ask scott what he thought about Knowles because you you, you threw no yeah yeah up. yeah i threw my hands up because you're like oh well Knowles put up the ring so maybe he should have had the right to, to apologize dude i Put up that ring, so I had the right to powerball my opponent. Oh, yeah, and I totally agree with that. I backed you up on that. Sanders is the only one questioning why you powerball. It wasn't the powerball, it was also the suplex that you dropped him without helping him. And then I put the ring up. How many of those do you get? And means I won. I put the ring up and I took the whole thing down. And he took it down. I can attest. The whole thing. I will. I put it, I put in my dues last time, man. I don't want to hear Hang on. I'm sorry, buddy. You're right. People should give you your flowers. So, all right. So people have been asking me since that video resurfaced a week ago of you falling off that stage at a fair show somewhere in Tennessee. Uh, the people, people, people want to know. I don't know if you're going to answer this or not. It hurt. All right. Much, much like, uh, <laughs> much like the speculation about the CM Punk media scrum. Was it a work or a shoot? Did you do that on purpose, or did you really fall your ass off the stage? I would love to say that it was a, uh, a work or a shoot. <laughs> I'd love to say it's a shoot out of just pure luck and stupidity, but unfortunately, I'm probably dumber slash talented. But uh, yeah, that was definitely called. Uh, I'd actually asked the runner of said show, which is friend of the show, Jeremy Flint, if I could use the the. Uh, the hay bales as the gimmicks and uh he kind of like he was like yeah sure i mean that's fine i mean they're just hay bales we'll put them back up i said cool i said you need to watch though because it's going to be different than you've ever seen before and you just see his his fat little head <laughs> peek around the corner whenever he's doing it and that was actually friend of the show bradley kane was videoing that and sent it to me and i finally got my hands on it and was able to kind of condense it down that way i can keep it on file and cheap he can have it you're welcome cheap for doing it but oh man i forgot so steve pleasing was also there that night and um if things don't go correctly for the rest of the show we might have steve pleasing tell the time that yes can we not have steve pleasing on the show next week to tell to share some of these stories like i want steve on the show i want him as a guest we'll have him on for a year and a half and he won't do it (laughs) steve if steve he disappeared forever (laughs) i was like pushing for like steve be on the show and then all of a sudden he's like went awol for 
AWOL's wrestling hard, man. He had a main event last night. Uh, I heard about that shit. with Chip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chip and Dale or whatever. Chip Day. That guy's name is. Um, <laughs> so we're continuing since we're over this whole video thing. I mean, okay. So I got, but I got to say, okay. knowing you like I do and the way you're always all about like, Staying in character and not giving shit away. Like, I totally expect you to be like, yeah, man, I legit fall off that stage. And you're like, as much as I'd like to say it was a shoot, it was completely a work. And I asked you if it could. I was, like, I, was, I was wondering which way it was going to go. Man. I, was, I was up on the. I, was up on the I, I started. I would have lost bet, uh, Scott, I would have bet the house that he was going to go, oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have set something like up. And then after the show, be like, why did you ask me that? You know, I'm not going to admit it was a work. Okay, Come on, man. Damn. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's I'm, I'm later in my years and it hurts more. So I come in the next day and I'm a lot more angrier about like the 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 zero the the snap mares I had to take the lot before. And so I took snap mares. That was pretty much all I took. Yeah, I, I mean guys. he's falling off stages a couple of years ago and they're negotiating <laughs> hip tosses last night. Like, <laughs> like we were we were best friends in that situation. We were best friends. <laughs> That was that was a good bestie. Speaking, of, speaking of kayfabe, speaking yeah. of besties, man. Speaking of besties, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, in case uh, anybody, uh, you can probably hear hear me talk during the match. We had way too many people last night. That was our. We over hit our quota of bald people on that show. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of those. Man. There was four entrances back to back that had involved a bald person. Not me though. Uh, including Gene Jackson on commentary. Uh, so we. Gene, did you get had, an entrance? And then we had, um, you know, had one later on. Uh, you know, in the show that was also ball. So we definitely hit our quota last yes. night. I was like, this has got to end. Ball See, lives was, mattered last night in Montgomery. Oh my God. Did we, did you, yeah, what would be you your, what's, what's that your Spotify song that you're going to go to, G, whenever you come out? Oh my God. I would, probably just, be like, I would just be like, Scott, just like surprise me and they'd play some <laughs> shitty rap crap like that that would make me mad it's just the like, truck shut this off you piece of shit i was just yeah i made me i made him pay it to play it twice actually he cut it he cut it short after i'm gonna turn it back on okay dawson Campbell. anyway so let's go all to the right. next match yeah speaking of dawson right, Campbell, so that's the next match isn't we're it? gonna talk about the next match and then we're gonna cover a couple of promotional things before we okay. get to the huge the big bait event banger of a mania if event. we can get I, look i've messaged mako like 15 times 15 times i messaged mako and just to see it well, I mean, he's probably trying, trying to gentlemen. recover physically recover from this i've got a lot of i mean i did notes i got WrestleMania notes. main event they had last yeah. night so go ahead and let's talk about Dawson because okay so semi main event it was uh the uh true ash hole is that what they call him uh ash bennett taking on i think it's pure ash hole or pure i'm sorry excuse me i don't want to screw that up the (laughs) pure ash hole which my co-commentator uh, misunderstood that, and he was just calling pure asshole the whole time. Which, <laughs> worked. Fair enough. It worked. Probably makes him happier. There's my uh, against uh, our friend and sometime violent gentleman. Else kind of uh, the dynasty, and they had uh, what was intended to be, or originally said to be, <laughs> a babyface match, um, which saw them. At different times, both get heat from the crowd. It's seen both of them get, you know, positive fan reaction from the crowd. Um, oh, well, one thing we failed to mention, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring it up. So, uh, old, uh, old uh, Cujo came out. Like I said, he had a Mardi Gras theme, and he had these beads, and he was throwing beads out, and they did a spot where he was uh, trying to throw beads around Shane Knowles' neck. And I don't know if that spot was supposed to end in him actually – you know, ringing one, uh, but that never happened. He just kept missing. And, of course, I was making comments on commentary about how Shane was upset that he don't know where the bees have been, but you know whenever bees are involved, they've either been around somebody's neck or somewhere else. And, uh, anyway. So, later... Sorry, I was trying to get to the mute button quicker. Somehow, <laughs> uh, somehow, some bees got involved in Dawson and the Ash Holes match. And uh, Dawson slammed Ash to the mat, and the beads got broken, and that's when things started getting, you know, business would have picked up, as Jim Ross would have said, had he been there. 
And so uh, then the other commentator, uh, Tyler Fumby, I guess I should say his name. He's a local comedian there in uh, Montgomery, uh, pointed out that, yeah, like beads had been the focal point of several matches during the night, which was questionable. But anyway, um, but like I said, it was a pretty, it was a good match. Um, it was kind of, like I said, the, the, the storytelling of it at different times, you've seen the crowd support Ash, you've seen the crowd support Dawson, you've seen Dawson act like a baby face, you've seen Dawson act like a complete fucking asshole heel. Uh, same for Ash. Uh, so, uh, but I thought it was fun. I thought it showed, you know, range on both their parts, but the biggest thing that I liked about it, as I told them and told y'all on the way home was just the fact that the crowd went with them. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they reacted accordingly to what was happening in the ring, which meant they were paying attention. They were following the story. And that's, that's all that matters really. You know what I mean? Like you, you can pick apart the psychology of it and whether all oh, that's what you should do or not do or whatever. But like if they go and tell a story and the crowd follows along and they, they cheer at the end. Hey, you've done your job. You've done you entertain the crowd. Yeah. So, what was your what was your take on that? Um, it's it's the same little thought of those guys because I mean that crowd would have been entertained super easily, and you know Scott knows me and me and Scott's done those kind of shows before, and it's been one of those things where me and him went out there and was like, hey, let's go do it, and had the crowd follow us and all that other stuff. But it's sometimes on those kind of shows, if there's not a follow up or anything like that, man, that, that it's it was probably not the best to. Uh, boy, they sure beat the crap out of each other. I bet both of them. If both of them aren't failing it tomorrow, give them about five years of doing that crap, and they're feeling it today, tomorrow, the next day. I'm feeling it, and I didn't. Well, do it. I mean, but that's why boy. you got to have young kids on the show yeah. because you got to have some guys that are still willing to go out there and beat the crap out of each other and aren't cynical and like, we're taking it easy or not, brother, because there's 40 <laughs> people out there and it's a bar show. They're going to react anyway. Brr. Now, hang on. Taking it easy, because I want to ask about that, because I can promise you after my match, I did not feel like I took it easy. <laughs> I felt like no, I had But at the same time, you're basically saying, you're, you're insinuating that they didn't have to go as hard as they did, whether you're talking about laying in blows That's or whatever it is you're referring to. <laughs> Um, we also didn't have as we also didn't have the lighting or the time because they went. I mean, they went a good while, and man, they they worked. They worked their tails off. It was. Uh, I mean, I, but you got to admit, okay, from their perspective, this is a first time show for a friend of theirs. Yep. On a show with five matches and ten guys on the card, so yep. there is a pressure. And, 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 you know, they're in their head, they're semi-main event, yeah. so that's somewhat of a big deal. So in their head, there's a pressure to deliver above and beyond expectations. And so I think it's commendable that they went out and did that, you know. I talked to Dawson pre- and post-match, and we had some conversations, and he would go out there and watch. And he did the right thing. I mean, like, it's hard for me to knock because I was, I was opener, and I got to kind of set the precedent for whatever I wanted to do. But he saw the intensity that everybody else brought. Scott definitely brought it, and Knowles, from my all understanding, seemed to have brought it. So they Dawson had the mindset he was going to bring it. He was going to be semi-main, and if that was the case, he was going to perform to where the main event, which we'll talk about later, will, uh, was going to have to be as hard hitting and impactful as possible for the crowd to even be. Here's what I liked about the show, and I don't know if this was by design. I mean, Mako may be a lot, <laughs> smarter, a lot smarter of a booker than, than anybody gives him credit for. But in my opinion, and you guys can say if you feel differently, I felt like most every match brought a little something different. You know, like the opener, you guys had a, a big, I mean, especially when your opponent's going to be involved. There's going to be a big entertainment aspect to it, which was, I think, made it the perfect match to start the show because it kind of grabs the crowd. It gets them involved. And, and um, so they, yours was heavy on entertainment. Not to say that y'all didn't work hard, all that. Well, like our work rate was in a different design. But it was more character-driven where the second match, Scott Morgan will bring more intensity, more hard-hitting, stiff, power bombs and suplexes and like a harder hitting match more so than just now that no doubt the fucking Chrome Dome guy is a character driven gimmick. Uh, not to say there was no character work there, but 
it's a completely Scott Morgan. You, you have to agree. I mean, I've seen Scott make a couple of faces there, but you have to agree that Scott Morgan versus Chrome Dome compared to Xander's versus his opponent, two different matches, yeah. which is good whole, because whole you, saw one thing in this match, yeah. you saw something totally different in this match. Now let's go to match number three. Shane Knowles comes out. He's old school heel. He takes the mic. He cuts a promo before the match. Oh, is this the best boy, yeah. you can do from Montgomery, Alabama? You bunch of hicks. And he and he criticized. He knocks all the women. <laughs> and he you know so he he cut an old school heel promo, which made him the heel. Then you had the the little guy who was the baby face. You rah rah. I'm throwing beads and it's the Cujo show. And he was getting <laughs> people to chant his name, and they did, uh, which. Felt different than the first two matches. Then you had the quote-unquote babyface match that got intense at different times. And like I say, they both kind of swapped roles a couple times. Felt very different than the first three matches. And then the main event was different than the other matches in in a a few different ways that we'll discuss when we get around to talking about the main event here in a minute. So, again, that may have all just been a happy accident. It may have just happened that way. Or Mako may be, you know, a genius, a genius. And, <laughs> yeah. he, and he did it by design. Good for him. But anyway, really... it went, I think it was a good show for that environment, for that crowd. If I look at other shows I've been to in recent times, I don't think you could plug in a lot of matches I've seen on other shows into that crowd, into that environment. And it do as well as what those matches did then and there. At the same time, if you pull that show as a whole out and plug it in over here in another environment, what it has done, what it has done as well. I don't know. Probably in some aspects, some of those matches would have, some of those matches wouldn't have. Yeah. Some of those characters might not have got over in front of people who were stone sober that were there to see you know, <laughs> wrestling. Maybe they would have, but maybe. Um, the uh, the question's going to be, you know, where does he go from here? You know, because yeah. I got, I feel like he's going to come back. the The venue was very happy, yeah, uh, with everything about it. Um, the the crowd was the crowd was unbelievably responsible responsive oh, yeah. during the show. Like, and even for Dawson and like, I, we're going to talk about the main event. But I, I've got, like I said, I got a whole slew of notes, so I'm going to say briefly. I got to sit on it, which I don't really get to do that often. Normally, I'm, I'm politicking or doing something like that. I got to sit on the hood of a car and watch a probably 15 minute what the kids call bangers nowadays, and a very story driven match and a very long winded contest that went for a good minute or a good good a good minute. <laughs> so you know, I had I was happy to say the fans were intrigued. The, the as we were leaving, there were fans piling in because we were done by nine o'clock. The fans were still piling in, and if they would have seen the Dawson and Ash Bennett match, I'm sure they would have been clamoring for more. So I mean, it was one of those. There's definitely a crowd there for it, and everything I heard from around other than Mako, because I once again I didn't get talked Mako much. He's avoiding my contacts. Obviously, <laughs> every time I try to get in touch with him, he's just not going to answer. But. <coughs> The fans seem to enjoy it, and the ownership seemed to enjoy it. So maybe Mako can pull it off. And I mean, I heard a time. lot of people. I mean, people came up to me talking, you know, how much they enjoy the show. Walking around in the fenced-in area, I heard different people talking about how fun it was and what a good show it was. Um, as three guys who have to travel three hours to get there, uh, none of us wants to say this, but, I mean, probably being a bar show, you would do better starting it later. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, there were still people – I mean, there was – twice the amount of cars after the show in the parking lot as there was during the show, just because people don't head out to the bar at seven o'clock, but that's not for us to worry about or decide. Uh, Before we get around to talking about the main event though, let's cover some things because I know we sometimes get carried away and then the end of the shows here. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on social media there at TV live, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Uh, YouTube now is actually, uh, you can go to uh, TV dot tiny url dot gptv i think is where it's at now but the easiest thing to do to find everything is gptvlive.com and a reminder that next saturday night september 24th me and shane mako will be making a return to epw uh i hope uh if shane mako shows up uh, 
He's not here tonight, but I have to believe he'll be in Boonville next week. Maybe he'll wake up by then. And that cool guy there flexes his muscle, who I don't know who he is, but he's going to be there. Zach Ryder? Was that Zach Ryder? Uh, I don't think it was Zach Ryder. And oh, this guy will be there as well. So you <laughs> Smokey! Smokey! <laughs> I was about to say, I, I was going to ask, like, so I, I did really well. Gene, didn't, Gene hasn't put me over yet, but I'm going to put myself over real quick. I did really well at promoting the podcast last night. And I got on the mic. I was like, go follow everybody. This is the greatest. Look, guys, for real, it takes like 10 seconds. Get on get on your YouTube. If you kick your kids off the phone for a few seconds, go to YouTube, top in Cheap Heat TV, subscribe. You're on Facebook. It takes no time. Please, guys. This helps us more than you realize. Like we try to share it. It's not exactly our strongest suit, but we all have jobs and we're also still beating guys on the weekend. So it's it's and, and once again, you know, Mako's not here, but week in, week out, you know, we take vacations, but here we are. Help us out a little bit. That's a, This is the smallest thing we ask y'all to do. We don't ask y'all to donate. We don't ask y'all to buy stuff. We just ask y'all to just let us know that you're enjoying the show. So thank you ahead of time. But, you know, that's there's my Yeah, I was going to I was gonna talk about when we get there. But to his credit, <laughs> fresh off an injury angle where the, the ring announcer's like, fans, we don't <laughs> we don't know the – uh, you don't know the extent of the injuries to <laughs> this gentleman, but uh, we will try to get answers for you as soon as possible for the next prestige continental wrestling show and uh, have a safe trip home. Thanks for coming out. And then as I'm walking away, I was like, Hey, Hey everybody, uh, <laughs> make sure you check us out tomorrow night on cheap TV live. It's on Facebook. <laughs> You can see us there every Sunday night. Cheap Heat TV live. Thanks. And the ring announcer's like, uh, cheap, TV, cheap TV? He's like, Cheap Heat TV. And then I don't have a microphone, but I just scream over everybody. It's all Mako's page. <laughs> it was one of those Everybody shows. there knew Mako, or at least well, if they didn't know Mako, they knew some dude named Michael, who I don't know. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. But he's probably <laughs> as unreliable as Mako. So, but you got to get to, I mean, you got to you gotta talk about this main event. I mean, this this thing was something I, else. I mean, you got to I wanted to really... ask Scott if he had a if he had one, because that's that's how we're going to end it. I, I, wanna, I want everybody – it's probably going to go over. I mean, yeah, it's going to have over, to, because, I mean, if, to talk about – Hopefully Smokey will allow us to, to go Well, uh, he better have paid the, the cheap heat subscription this month to where it'll be something that we can actually air and it won't get cut off like WCW back in the day. It's just yeah. Uh, but he he showed me screenshots of his payments for it, so I'm not worried about it. Scott, what did you think about like your final thoughts of the show before we hit this to carry Mega Match? I mean, I agree with what everybody's basically been saying. Uh, I think the the way everything got laid out and actually uh, came to um, happen it was probably the best way it could could have actually went together. Um, from the wrestling of uh, Charles Sanders and his opponent to uh, my match was a little bit more dominant um, to Shane Shane Mako's or sorry Shane Knowles match where he was also dominant and then ended up losing, unlike me. Uh, so, um, Dawson Kimbrell, who we, you know, we always love hit this Banger. fantastic, uh, modified DDT broke, looked like he broke the kid in half, uh, was a great, great match. Um, but I also, uh, Xander, you do know this. I got to work double duty, uh, last night at the show, uh, after going into the main event, I actually got to do music and the ring bell and all this other stuff. So, uh, I got to enjoy the match from afar, technically. Uh, but yeah, the whole the whole show was uh, really good. All right, Gene. So I want to start the Mako match. You want me to just? Do you want me to like start it? Like, can we do individual big screens, or do you want to do like us three reacting to how we kind of talk about this? Because I'm up for it. I mean, you were you were over there laying on the hood of the car with Ash Bennett having to pull out. Unbelievably, yeah, unbelievably um, plot conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, I think if we could just pull you up on the screen and you could okay. just really paint a picture for everybody well, and, set, got, and set the stage of just how huge of a main event this was. Okay, I, I've got notes and stuff, and I did. Me and Ash had a wonderful conversation. But if Smokey, if you don't mind just taking everybody off the screen except for me, and then we'll swap up and let Gene go, and then we'll let – thank you. Um, so the, it was the Mako – I mean, this is Prestige Continental's main event. I know I'm setting it up, but Gene and, Gene and Scott won't set it up that bad as what I'm going to do. Uh, let me get my notes. So, 
Mako came out, and this is after a show's been, you know, it's been pretty hot for a minute, but here comes Mako, and then all of a sudden, like, then you see him hit the...